Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. The Masters Class drops each and every Sunday, every single week. Don't forget you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation. But you get exclusive content like the Masters Class right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate. We want to hear from you. Give us a five-star rating. We really appreciate it. And today, another edition with our masters of our ring, our legends, our icons, the one and only Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. What's well, up, Thank buddy? you. Thank you. Love Good it. to hear you all, guys. It. I love how I just indivi- I don't individually say hello. I do it as a group, and you don't know which one should say hi first. It's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> I-, I didn't say hello, so hello. We did a master's class on backstage heat. What we're going to do today, and I think AEW knows what this is all about, is dealing with it. What do you do when you have these backstage altercations what's the next step hey how can you even use this to your advantage for good business so mark we're going to start with you i'm sure that you've dealt with some backstage heat and i'm sure there have been times when you've had to deal with it well dave i I like the old school version uh paul bosch used to move all the furniture out of the way and put the guys in a room and say Okay, you can settle it with your fist, or you can pull a couple of these chairs up and sit down and talk about it. But if you do get into it physically, the one that loses, you're out of here. Wow. Love and it. I like that because nine times out of ten, the guys usually just pulled chairs up and was like, man, what the what the hell? And they talked it out. And then they come out of the room shaking hands and you know, like, well, man, it was a misunderstanding. Well, you should have said that. You know, we should have talked about this before. But but pride, pride and these dick swinging contests make the boys fight each other. And you have to be able to put all your prideful things aside, talk about it and get it out of the way. Now, I'm going to talk to you real. Every issue that I ever had, I did not start. The only time that it was my fault was when I first started wrestling and I was not one of the boys. And 
somebody would make a reference to me not knowing shit. And I'll be like, no shit. I don't know wrestling. Will you teach me? And nobody would teach me. The first two years, I kind of hovered around and it was like, man, don't teach him nothing. You, you teach him, he's going to learn and he'll stay. Like they run his ass off. So I was not put in a great place. Your first match shouldn't be a pay-per-view on top with one of the best performances in the history of the business. Whose fault is that? Was it mine? Did I book it? No. But the boys took it upon themselves to hate me and to, you know, they do it as a group. <laughs> it's not singular heat. It's everybody heat. I, P.E. came in from ECW to WWE and they were abrasive and rude. And everybody collectively, it took like less than three hours for the word to get around. Tell a friend, tell a gram, tell a wrestler. All the boys was, man, screw them. Don't talk to them. They won't be here another week. And the boys meant that shit. The business will handle itself if you allow it. Now, and a side note, just because I have a little story here real quick. Dave, the public enemy left such a bad taste in the locker room's mouth with the WWE. It lasted until me and Devon got there. Me and Devon got treated like we got we got like put through did. the ringer. We got put through the ringer in our first two weeks because they figured that me and Devon were going to be worse than the public enemy. Wow. That's how long that heat lasted on them and transferred down to us. Jeez. So Dave, fast forward through all of my shit and get it to the issue at hand. The issue at hand is resolution. How do you fix it? Today, because we're corporate, the companies have to step in. They have to and say, guys, there will not be a physical altercation. If there is, there will be fines. There will be suspensions. And but very possibly, you may get fired. If there is an unsafe work environment and somebody claims my mental health is at risk here, you can be sued as a company. So they take that shit very, very seriously to not get sued for millions of dollars because of unsafe work environment. Now, there was back in the day, guys, you know, partake in the, uh, in the, 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 the cocaine, if you will, the, the steroids, the alcohol, the marijuana while you're working. I don't care if you do all that shit away from the ring, but come on, man, not at work day. Not when you finna get in the ring with me and have my life in your hands. So there were issues like that that came up. And I love the fact that nine times out of 10, Dave, the guys settled it diplomatically and professionally and uh, you didn't have an issue, but that one time out of 10, you did have an issue with Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero going at it. 
you had an issue with me and uh, 500 people. Fill in the blank. <laughs> just uh, put wrestler in there. And I I was I was grateful to God that I was able to put my pride aside and go, okay, what's the issue? And it's, well, it's you interesting. need to work harder or whatever. Tell me so we can get the shit out of the way and then we can keep going. And I think that that, that is where the business has evolved to is now you have people communicating yeah, before and- you had the luxury of just taking your ball and going home. And Steve Austin got pissed and left before and the list of other people that you chum. I, I was in little rock, Arkansas. The heat was so intense. People started throwing quarters at Shawn Michaels. It was over heat. It was a wrestling heat. But they didn't realize that Shawn was having a bad day. And he got the microphone and he said, guess what? You just lost your main event. Threw the microphone down and left the damn building. And there was a riot. And they had to lock us in the dressing rooms till the police could get the shit under control. That doesn't exist anymore. You can't do that no more. You know, Mark, you just said about how the industry has evolved. You know, Tommy on Busted Open was mentioning about how much it's evolved. And let's say, let's face it, the situation with AEW that we've been talking about a lot stemmed from the fact that Tony Khan coming from the world of mainstream sports has an open locker room. Like he opens... You know, he has a media scrum immediately after every pay-per-view so that the media can ask questions. That's like putting gasoline on a fire in our industry, unfortunately. You know, Bully, you and I were talking about it uh, on Busted Open as well. You know, if, if there's a media scrum after a football game, all that the media is talking about in football or baseball or basketball, whatever it is, is like, well, why did you go for it on fourth down? Or why did you call a certain play on third down? And how did you think of your quarterback's play today? In the world of wrestling, everybody that was a part of that media, I shouldn't say everybody, but a good portion of the people that were part of that media scrum, they had questions already loaded to ask. that had nothing to do with what took place that night in the ring. So, Tommy, I would think, you know, first. Wait, time out. Go ahead. Time out. How do we know that every single journalist, reporter, dirt sheet, bottom feeder, guy, gal, whatever you want to call them, had loaded questions ready to go? Because there wasn't even a loaded question asked to begin with. And that's why I said, but but Bully, I I shouldn't say everybody. That's why I kind of changed what I was saying. But you do know in the world of wrestling that it's almost, it's it's like igniting gasoline to a fire because – I think in the world of wrestling, media members and journalists are more concerned of what's going on outside the ring than what's going on inside the ring and what's going on on their TVs. Would you say I'm correct in saying that at least? Yes, because they know what's going on TV is entertainment while what's going on behind the scenes is uh, quote unquote shoot. And they're looking to get the juicy clickbait for their dirt sheet. Yes, Uh, Jacob, uh, Jacob. Bully, I've <laughs> I've had at I'm least yell at five you, Jacob. people. <laughs> Damn it, son! <laughs> I've had at least five outlets call me. TMZ, 
sports keto, you name them, pro wrestling news. Hey, like, will you come on and talk about what's going on? No, I'm not going to come on and talk about what's going on. They didn't ask me nothing about, hey, man, um, which what they should be calling going, wow, Max, Maxwell Jacob Freeman is back. How do you see all of this transpiring? Are we talking about the business? No. All he want in Punk's idea is the world wants to talk about negative. And, and, and we talk about it on this show all the time. People want to talk about the dirt sheet stuff. I don't want to do that. I want to talk about the business of wrestling, what actions, what things we saw that were positive in the business because you can get all that dirt sheet shit somewhere else. If that's what you want, go get it somewhere else. I'm done. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, I but, agree. I, but, but listen, call, call, if, you, if you call Mark Henry and, and, and your headline reads, Mark Henry talks about the CM Punk media scrum, that's going to get about a million more hits than Mark Henry talks about the return of MJF. But that's different. And that's why I they think, do it. Right now. But, and, right the, now. and the boys allow these dirt sheets to work them as opposed to the boys working the sheets. And then exactly. and bully. And I think that's the big thing. It's 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 easy to point the, f the finger at the wrestling journalists. But I think there are wrestlers that are actually leaking this information out to the wrestling journalists and the dirt sheets as well. So there's blame to go all around. But Tommy, to the point that you made on Busted Open, probably those days of having media scrums after events are probably over. Yes. And the other part of it is what you talk about media and in the real sports and Tony Khan has come on busted open and talk about it. Wrestling is not held to the same um, as real media. If you ask certain questions or if you ask wrong questions, you get removed from those things or you lose your job. And, you know, if you also say things without supporting it with fact, and yes, whatever we saw in this media scrum uh, came to light, but if that media scrum was never there, this never would have really come to light and would have been backstage. And I got to talk about, <clears throat> we're talking about hostile environments, hostile workplace. And Mark said it just, I grew up in that. I grew up in a hostile world known as ECW, where people don't know about a lot of these fights, which were almost on a weekly basis. I suffer from uh, severe PTSD because of stuff at any moment I would see two people ignite and fight that were friends. I saw, you know, new Jack break a beer bottle over Sandman's head and he's gushing blood and they're fighting with each other. Or it, it's all like, this is what it would happen in a heartbeat. And when you guys talked about the public enemy, I went back and I remembered, the public enemy when they returned to ECW against the Dudleys and they didn't do the right business. And our boss said to the Dudleys, go beat them up in front of the people, Detroit, Michigan. And that was not a back then. That's how it was handled. I remember like, Hey, an entire locker room getting ready to beat up Tully Blanchard because he wasn't going to do right business with Shane Douglas because our boss said, beat somebody up because they Tully and Shane were in this fight. 
Scott and, Hall showed up. Scott Hall showed up to an ECW show one day, Dave, and came within an inch. And God bless and God rest Scott Hall's soul. He came within an inch of his life. But this is like this was how it was then. And it's not how, how it was now. Tracy Smothers and Shane Douglas about to fight. Then there was also a time where two wrestlers almost fought. And I went, that's it. Enough. Let them go. And it was in the middle of Queens. And they stood there like kids in, uh, like, Grade what was school. that thing? Like, and they're going like this, like, come on, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. And I remember it was Devon. And he was like, you guys are full of shit. These two guys are having a pull apart. And for like two weeks in a row. And I was like, just let it go. And I mean, every bad word was said to the other person and they didn't fight. But again, I've also seen straight up assault um, or things happen in the ring that it was a common occurrence. The one time me and Sandman almost fought, you know, who started that fight, Paul Heyman, because Paul didn't want anyone knowing that we were, we didn't get paid. So he wanted the headline to read Sandman and Tommy Dreamer fight. And he instigated Sandman. That's a, that's a move. That's a political move to, to sway everybody a different way. Wag the dog. In ECW, when we had those issues, and I'm going to talk specifically, I'm going to say people, Sandman, Mick Foley, Mikey Whipwreck. Sandman was drunk all the time. And Mick Foley, Sandman came the shit out of Mikey Whipwreck and hurt him. And then Sandman did the same to Mick Foley. And they're getting ready for this barbed wire match. And like Mick's like, Mick Foley is saying, I don't know, man, like he's killing me. And we all just talked to Sandman. That's what happened. And guess what? Sandman stopped drinking. And then we all realized Sandman's the shits when he's not drinking. And... <laughs> He went back to drinking, but it was like, everybody finally sat back and talked. And when that communication happens, it's what you have to do. Like Mark said, then I go to WWE when you're a more corporate place. And again, when I went there, Mark and, and bullies times were different. It was still a bit of the wild, wild West. They handled it with wrestlers court, which I know everybody wants to talk about and all stuff, but no, it was for the wrestlers. And at times it's goofy, but as other times it's to address an issue. And once that issue is addressed, it changes. If it continues, then it's fight or you're fired. And now, and just like Mark said, when it's corporate, you have to like make tough decisions, but Hey, the NBA does it. Football does it. Baseball does it. You have to think that way. And it's the harsh part of reality, how all those things, they came to light because of social media, because of all these things. But if you keep all your stuff in house, and I said it on busted open, the 86 Mets were doing everything that we were doing in ECW, sex, drugs, and rock and roll and fighting. The the Yankees, when they won their championship, Reggie Jackson, uh, Thurman Munson had big friggin' heat. It all, they closed the doors and they try to settle it amongst each other. And then what also they did, once you win, it's all forgotten. I brought it up so, to bully Michael Irvin stabbing an offensive lineman in the neck with a pair of scissors because he wouldn't get out of the barber chair. I didn't even know that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's assault. I've witnessed it. I've seen it. I've seen it with men and I've seen it with women. Uh, that sadly is the time that I grew up with. 
I don't like it. And I don't like it that it's also all your bad news is always out there. I said this to my mother, who's 83 years old, and my mom still has a job and she works for the local government. And what she does, she has to fill out death certificates and birth certificates. And it has to be handwritten. I don't know why it's not on computer. And she wrote, you know how many people died? And she tells me it all the time. And I'm like, and she's like, it's just horrible. And I go, yeah, ma, how many people were born? She goes towards the negative. I try to go towards the positive. And a lot of these stories people may have never heard because they didn't come to light. But what I'm just trying to say is they need to, uh, men will fight, women will fight. Either cooler heads need to prevail. You need to talk it out. You could seek to your veterans. If not, Paul Orndorff, Big Van Vader, go in a room. Someone's going to beat the shit out of you. And then after that, either settle it or it's going to live in lore forever. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you may be, but you got beat up by this older guy. And you have to live with that for the rest of your life. So it sucks that it happened. It sucks. Like Mark Henry said, everybody should have been talking about a million dollar gate, one hell of a pay-per-view, the return of MJF, all this other stuff. It's all talk and, and negated by the negative narrative. Yeah. And the buck stops at ownership and who you surround yourself with. That would never, has it happened with Vince? Yes. But then it was all nipped in the bud. Because well, this, I mean, this is so unique, Tommy. This, I'm sorry not to interrupt, but this is so unique. You have your star quarterback, so to speak, in CM Punk, bad-mouthing uh, EVPs in the company, next to sitting next to the owner of the company in front of media. Like this is like this is like executive nightmare 101. What took yes. place after that. And it's happening an hour after one of the biggest gates that you've ever had for a pay-per-view. Like it, it's the then worst you have case to scenario call off your press conference right there. This is over. It's done. And you settle it. Hey, remember uh, George Steinbrenner, he got into those situations. Hey, if you also think about when you do a media scrum after a football game, even like, cause it's a no win situation. Because even after it, if Bill Belichick sits there and he says, no comment, I'm not going to address that. Why am I going to even talk about that? And then that's all they play. Well, he's hiding something. It's in, they're no-win situations, so why even have them? And because think about this. A reporter's job is to report. Every wrestler should watch the friggin' The Captain about ESPN and listen to how Derek Jeter handled the media because then they also have the media saying, hey, we want this. We want this scoop. And then you have Derek Jeter's response or you have a guy saying, hey, we asked this. And Derek Jeter's like, I was never asked this. Do you, the fact that I had people texting me a statement by Tony Khan on AEW letterhead that Hangman Page has been let go. And I was just like, that's weird. And it's not true. But somebody who took the time to make a letterhead signed his name and, and they piece everything together with the internet. And these affect people's lives. These affect our lives. And it's wrong. I'm, I'm sorry that all these happened, but yes, tempers are going to flare. And if you're going to fight, cool. It's reached to that. It, this isn't like Bubba says I'm fat. I go over and punch him in his face. 
Bubba constantly is telling me I'm fat. Bubba's constantly doing all these things. And then it reached to a point where I'm going to go punch him in his face. So there I go. Yeah. I'm done. Bully, I know time is short, but we got to get your take on this topic. And it's it's a pretty heavy one as well. Oh, is that another dreamer joke? You said heavy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tommy's going to punch his computer and hopefully it hits me in the face. Um, <laughs> listen, I think you guys know how I feel about this situation. It, we're, we're talking about how to resolve the, the issues. Uh, there's many ways to resolve it. I, I like the two ways that Paul Bosch said that Mark was talking about. You bring the guys in a room, you sit them down, you, you clear out the room and you say, hey, listen, you can use the chairs to sit down or you can talk with your fist, but whoever loses is out. Now you run the risk of your big star losing and then what do you do? Okay. I, I'm an old school kind of guy, but I'm all about talking it out. There's, there's no reason why in this industry we can't just sit down and talk it out. What seems to be the problem? The, the, the issue that I had with the scrum, and I like the scrum. I think it's a good idea. I think it should be kept in place because it's another avenue for wrestlers to continue their work. The whole idea is, is to be able to work everybody. Okay. Do I think CM Punk was trying to work everybody? Absolutely not. I think CM Punk picked the absolute wrong time to air his frustrations. When we go back and we look at the scrum, we can see that Punk was not asked a question. CM Punk had just won the World Heavyweight Championship, defeating John Moxley, and we got a returning MJF. That's what he should have been talking about. Let's assume for one second that everything Punk was saying was legitimate, whatever he said about Colt, whatever he said about the EVPs, yada, yada. That's not the moment in time. No. He directed the narrative. He controlled the narrative in that moment. He decided to go down that road. Why would you decide to go down that road after you just tore the house down? So we can't blame the media scrum. We can't blame the reporters, the journalists, the dirt sheet writers. And I hate saying that because Izzy was there too. And Izzy's the shining freaking star of that whole, that, that whole media scrum. And every single year, the MVP of the media scrum, by the way, is Izzy. So, you know, it's up to the boys, you know, to, to, to be able to control themselves. And once Punk says the shit that he does, it's up to the EVPs also to actually flex their corporate muscle. If you're an executive vice, who's higher up on the food chain, an executive vice president or uh, your world heavyweight champion? Your executive vice president. Because that's a real job within AEW. That's a real job within the WWE. So at that moment, the EVPs should have gotten together and said, uh, Punk, Phil, We'd like to talk to you. Sit down. And when he turns around and goes, screw you, I don't have to talk to you. No, we're the executive vice presidents of the company. You're going to sit down. We well, want to talk to you. Well, Bully, when you go back and watch that media scrum, when when Punk got deep into it, Tony Khan turns and says, you know what? I should have I should have shut this down as soon as the question was asked. And like you said, really, a question wasn't asked, but I understand where he's coming from. And Punk kind of said, no, this isn't your place. Like, I think the quote was, this isn't your place. Like, that's where it's like, whoa, that's where you shut. You have to shut it down right in that moment. 
because now everyone's going to look to the owner because the owner is sitting right there at the table where that, 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 that's, a, that's a slippery slope you don't want to go down. I, I even I went as far to said that I quote unquote felt bad for Tony Khan in that moment because he it seemed like he could not control what Punk was saying or what he was about to say. But in that moment, that's where Tony has to once Punk shut Tony down, that's where Tony had to turn around and go, time out. Enough. This is where it ends. Next question, please. Now, it's really easy to play Monday morning quarterback and say that now when in the moment Punk is all fired up and Tony's kind of quit like. You could see Tony's wheels turning like, what is he saying? Why is he saying this? What is he doing? Oh, this is going off the rails. So in that moment of time, it's like, you know, quarterback, why didn't you throw it here instead of throwing there? It's a split second decision, but that's what should have happened. You are the billion dollar owner of the company. You have all the control in the world. If you want to shut him down, you can shut him down. And and when talking about, and when talking about one last thing, Dave, when talking about resolution, Amongst the wrestlers, especially these days, I think Mark said it earlier, nine times out of 10, the boys will choose to sit down, talk and hash it out as opposed to throwing fists. Well, you know, sucks that it happened. Yes. All right. For Mark Henry, for Bully Ray, for Tommy Dreamer. Thanks for listening to Busted Opens the Masters class. As I said, please rate us. Give us a five-star rating comment. We want to hear from you. Hey, even throw out some topics that you want to hear on the Busted Opens Masters class. Make sure you go to at Busted Open Radio. Keep the conversation going. And don't forget, you can listen to us Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time right here on Busted Open. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.